1: What is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with... Dan Garcia. And we are back at Halo Haven headquarters here in Riverside, California. Uh, uh, the Not the dynamic duo. We're what? The terrific trio? Sure. The three amigos? Three amigos. There we go. Uh, we're back. Uh, all of us are here, so I know people were concerned about the curator. He is he alive. Is, he's alive and kicking. <laughs> and kicking. Uh, so he's here. Uh doing some uh work on the website that you guys if you haven't followed already dan talked about it in the solo show that he did we do have a website um it's the halohaven.com uh where uh chris is actually doing some work on there i know dan you added some stuff i recently got credentialized that word? <laughs> uh to uh to, to add, add your to own add material my own content to the page yeah. It is now. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, follow us on there if you guys uh, haven't already, the com. So, Chris is in the background right now. We'll get him on the mic soon. Uh, but, man, uh, interesting week so far for the Angels, right, man?
2: Yes. I mean, it started out good from last time we talked on, uh, what was it, Thursday, uh, last Thursday. We're coming to you right now on Wednesday, doing a little early because of scheduling conflicts. But, right. um, yeah, last time we talked, um, they played that Thursday night. Everything was good. Seven to four win.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, we'll get into the uh, the weekend review here. Um, we talked about it on last week's podcast. We had four with the Twins. We got three here going with Houston. As we are recording, we are on the third game against Houston, and we got four more against uh, Tampa Bay heading into the weekend. And then from there, we hit the road for an extended period of time. So let's go over the weekend review for the Angels. Uh, as you said, we recorded on the 10th. And the Angels went ahead and won that game seven to four behind Garrett Richards. Again, Garrett Richards didn't go far. He only pitched five and a third five five and one thirds of an inning, um, giving up five hits, three runs. What stood out to me is that he didn't walk anybody in this game and he only struck out four. Which, right. you know, uh you know, that's what you want from Richards. You want him to be controlled. Uh he can get out of sync, he can like fly open and then he gets all out of whack. So to have him really just strike out four, you would have Thought that maybe his pitch count would be a little lower, but he only went five and a third. And that's something that we've talked about. Sound like a broken record. Like we would like for <laughs> him to go further into games. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, it always helps me have uh, three home runs that night by uh, Kinsler, Upton and Otani. So uh, the run support was there scoring seven. So, again, he goes five and a third. Um, not as deep as you would want, but still a, um, a good team overall win.
1: Yeah, so the Angels take game one. Was that the first game? That the was the series? first game of the series. Yes. So game one from uh from the Minnesota Twins seven to four. Uh, then we head into Friday, and that's a game that all three of us went to. We were in attendance. It was Simba bobblehead night. Uh, Skaggs pitched. I would say he pitched pretty good. He pitched six innings. He gave up six hits, two runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Um, at one point the Angels had a four one lead, and in the late innings it kind of just dwindled away. Um. What ended up happening there was, uh, you know, uh, Justin Anderson blew the save in the ninth. Uh, he actually pitched one in a third inning. We were also kind of surprised that he came out for that last inning after he had pitched the inning before, right?
2: Yeah. And, and looking back at it, and we've kind of mentioned this in the past episodes as far as bullpen usage. And it's kind of like, you know, boxers or just fighters in general always say, you know, you start hitting the body, start hitting the body. It might not show up right away, but it will show up. And, those body shots that the Angels have been taking at the beginning of the year, using the bullpen for five, six innings, is starting to show up now. With um, Socha has went on the record after the game saying that he's going to manage this bullpen because um, their next off day isn't until you know this next this coming Monday. So there was a good week and a half of no off days, and so authority um, the high usage. He had to kind of depend on him to get that second uh, inning to get the save. Um, they don't want to use. Everyone just to get get that out or get that uh that win, but um, he did look good in the eighth. I was be yeah, we were surprised. Did. I mean, it was a one two three inning. It wasn't like he put two guys on and no. escaped. He got up, got out. Right, um, was a little surprised, but you know you weren't. Um, I don't know. Like. You kind of saw it coming when no one was warming up. You kind of figured, okay, well, if he we could just do get kind of a, the same kind of momentum he got in the eighth, he might be all right. Um, it did kind of snowball him on pretty quickly. Yeah, it did.
1: it did. Well, what surprised all of us is we were like, oh, they're going to go with Keenan to close them the game out, you know, go to Anderson and Keenan, and then nobody – the thing that surprised us more than anything was the fact they had no one warming up behind him. Just in
2: case something, just in case someone got on. I think that, was, yeah, yeah, we were kind of expecting because we were right there with the bullpen we were right area. By the bullpen. Yeah. And the fact that no one was warming up, even you let him come out, but once he starts warming up before mm-hmm. the inning, you throw someone in the bullpen and yeah. say, okay, no one was even stretching. If some, yeah, if someone gets on base or if he looks kind of erratic, then okay, we'll pull the plug. But no, they they let him kind of finish what he started in the eighth.
1: Yeah, and you know what I chalked that up to? And I told the curator on our way to the car because the curator rode with me. And I said, you know what? We lost that game. And Chris was like, yeah, and we moved. I was like, <laughs> absolutely. We were and standing up in left field the whole game. If you guys follow the Halo Haven uh, Instagram page, you see that uh, Chris and I met Zach Campbell, And Daniel had no idea who he was yeah, when he sent him a text. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we moved. So I chalked that loss up to my superstitious ways and the fact that I moved from – you know, standing up to sitting down.
2: But it was cold and it was wet.
1: It was. It was. Re- we were was like weird. open to the elements where we were standing at. We're we're from California. So, what yeah. the heck was this
2: mist, rain, yeah. thing doing?
1: Angel Stadium, yeah, it's not meant for you know cold, rainy weather. It looked very Britishy over there. Yes, I'm not made for cold yeah. weather. So the Angels dropped the, the game on Friday, uh, what five to four? Yes, it was a heartbreaker because. We, uh, Chris mentioned this too. He's all these are the kind of games that you know, uh, you look back at the end of the season and go, man, we lost that game against the Twins. We should have won. And we'll talk about another game like that soon here coming up. Uh, so then that moves us into Saturday, and the Angels dropped another one. And I was kind of upset because you know, we I was hoping you know you hope for at least a series split, but against a team like the Twins, you know on paper we look like a much better team. And you know we we're down to one now. um, the Angels dropped this one 5-3. Tropiano pitched six innings, gave up five hits, three runs, three walks, only struck out two. Uh, this was another one where, you know, the Angels came back, and, you know, we were tied, and Noe Ramirez gave up uh, two runs in the 12th. But what you got to look at was Noe went in, and he saved the bullpen because he threw three innings Three in innings, yeah.
2: And that's kind of like what we were saying in mm-hmm. the previous game. Um, he was the fifth pitcher used that game. So, um, again, you Socha's going to have to do something different and you kind of saw it now with the movement of sending Breya down for a little bit because they're not going to need that extra um starting pitcher and bringing up another um bringing in another reliever so um again the bullpen innings and I will get to it now if you look at the bullpen innings they're the second most in major league baseball and so I mean when you look around the other teams that are around that stat, I mean, you're looking at number one, most used is San Diego. Then you have the um, Angels, two. You got Cincinnati, three. And you get the Marlins, four. So besides the Angels, those teams aren't very good. Those teams aren't the type that are in right. contention for anything this year. So the fact that the usage rate is so high for the bullpen is it's going to cost them games down the road. I mean, it, yeah. it's just, it's going to happen. Maybe if things start leveling out at the end of, or around the All Star break. Um, they can still be in contention, but kind of hit that reset button. It would, it'll help the the Angels out.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we've been talking about this since the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the season, where you know these guys are only going five and one third, or you know, four and two thirds, or just pitching well, five isn't going to get it done. There's been
2: a handful of games where it's like two and two thirds and yeah. three innings and three, three innings, four are, innings, yeah,
1: high pitch counts, early. It's going to cost you. I mean, this bullpen's doing for his. For as for as you know, many saves as they've kind of quote unquote blown, uh, they've kept us in a lot of these games where you know we probably had no business winning and we came back and won in late innings. You know, so um, we'll get more into the bullpen. I got some got something to get off my chest about the bullpen second here when we're done reviewing this week. But you, not to mention you were, this was your second straight game in attendance.
2: Yeah, I went to Friday, Saturday, and then uh, Mother's Day Sunday. So
1: and he went to Fiesta Angels, and
2: I went to Fiesta Angels. And, and Disneyland, yeah, it was uh, a, a long weekend, and I'm not as young as I used to be. Yeah, but and I made it, it was a point fun. to
1: let him know that you're in your 30s now. So yeah, it only but goes I'm not downhill the, from there. I'm not the one on the DL, yeah. but we can get to that later <laughs> if you want. All right, so that moves us into Sunday, and uh, it was Otani Sunday, and the Angels again. Uh, this one was a, they squeaked it out. They won two to one. Um, Otani pitches six and a thirds, only giving up three hits, one run, two walks. He struck out 11. Uh, not much offense. Um, no, Otani was great again. This one, this game to me was uh, not only was it Otani Sunday, but it was no Trout Sunday.
2: Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the crazy part. When uh, yeah. we're on the way to the ballpark, and you know, I get the update on my phone for the roster, or, you know, the starting lineup, and I notice no, no trout, trout in the lineup. Like, what wow. the heck? And then social later, social later came out and said that it was a scheduled day off from mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just woke up that morning and said so he's having yeah, the day right. off. It yeah. was it was a scheduled day off again going so long without a break i mean it's we're talking like 2 weeks before they have another off day so they they're, they're constantly rotating guys in and out of the lineup to give them extra days off
1: yeah and you know he had he had played every single game so far and then he even got into that game yeah i mean
2: he still played so. like he still made a great uh a defensive play in the game so i mean it 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 was not like we didn't see him at all
1: no so drought and yeah, only played maybe what like three innings, two innings, whatever. Yeah, Angels got the win, squeaked it out again. Not much offense. Um, and then you know, so Angels split the series against the Twins. I would have liked for us to take it, taking it three one, but you know what, it is what it is. Kind of like we were t- we were
2: talking about before the series last week. They got Byron Buxton back. He was he was a nice addition. They had, I mean, the the Twins aren't a bad. They're team. They're a good team. They're a good they're team. They're slumping, yes, but you know, when they're at their best, they. I mean. Look, they're going to compete. Mm-hmm. No one in that division is running away with it. I mean, the Ooh. Cleveland Indians were just at 500 like last week, and they were in first place of yeah. the division. So, I don't expect them to go anywhere. They're going to be a team that's going to be just kind of holding on. Um, but another big thing that came out of Sunday's game was the Middleton um, came in and pitched only two thirds of an inning. They took him out yeah. um, from the injury. Later it comes out that he has a partial tear of his uh, UCL. Uh, ligament in his elbow, which normally goes with Tommy John surgery. He is looking for a second opinion right now, so I'm guessing he's either going to do Tommy John surgery or he's going to do the um, plasma um, injection thing that Richards did a couple years ago and what JC tried to do, but didn't have the results he wanted, so he ended up getting the Tommy John surgery.
1: Right. And uh, I texted you guys right away when I was was watching the game on TV, and Maldonado quickly pointed to his elbow and called over the trainers. And to me it was weird though,
2: because when I watched the replay... Um, we were sitting underneath the if you guys are familiar with the Angel Stadium, the two hundred section has those TVs kind of on the awning above you. Um, when I saw that I looked right I looked right up to the T V to kinda of see if they're gonna show a replay. And for Maldonado to see something I didn't see. I, I didn't see anything. He didn't like grab his elbow, he didn't kinda of like Unless unless you, he You know y- you know you don't you, you kinda of like work it out, you kinda of throw your right. elbow around to try to get it, some kind of yeah, feeling it was nothing into like it. That. It was just like all right he kind of made like a little I don't know if it was the way he walked around the mound after he threw that pitch but he knew something was up but yeah, I thought it was kind of awkward but good on Maldonado to to see something whatever it was and, and call the trainer out and to, to get him looked at
1: yeah unless he like screamed or you know yeah, might have or, said something like right. but Maldonado instantly like pointed to his elbow and called over the trainer so right. I was like, oh that's not good but uh so hopefully we'll see what happens with uh with Keenan man they would, that's a guy that We've was talked was about really a lot getting, on our – Was really getting hot. Yeah.
2: Was really coming into that closing the role. Kind of, the kind of guy you want out there in late innings. And for minutes. a bullpen that's kind of struggling right now, I think it's a, a big a big loss for the, at least the immediate future.
1: Right. So that takes us into Monday's game and another true test for the Angels. Uh, the Angels took uh, two out of three from Houston in Houston. Now Houston's coming in Anaheim. And on Monday, the Angels – and more specifically, Andrew Heaney, I think, and I didn't look at the numbers, but I think he threw through the most innings in any starting pitcher this year so far for the Angels. Yeah,
2: eight eight strong, mm-hmm. really good innings. Eight yeah.
1: strong, four hits, one run, one walk. Crazy thing, he struck out ten Astros, right, and,
2: and that's a career, that's tied yeah. for a career
1: high. So he was in command. He was command. definitely
2: dealing. He was definitely one of the better games I've ever seen him as an mm-hmm. Angel. So that was definitely really oh, nice. Really nice to see him. Um, Get that kind of outing right. out against a really good, uh, team. and that's what I
1: was gonna say. This is just this wasn't the Twins or this wasn't the Baltimore Orioles. This was the Houston Astros, where really team, you look at the lineup and you are like, Holy crap! One through nine, yeah, and one no of these guys. There is no easy outs right. with that, team. and everybody can hit. Everybody can hit the ball out of the park. So, uh one thing that, and then we'll get to the bullpen thing. The Angels, you know, Anderson has been a guy where I kind of, I am kind of, I, I don't hold my breath when he comes in because I love his stuff, and so far so good, except for the hiccup on Friday night when we were there. But uh, Anderson came in and got his first save of the season. But he got helped out by somebody who has not been particularly great at the plate. Um, what my baseball, little league baseball coach would always tell me is, if you strike out, you make for it up. You make it up for it at at, at you know when you're playing on the field. You want the ball hit to you. And this seems to be uh, the trend for a guy named Cole Calhoun. We have an audio clip for you. What a play in right field by Cole Calhoun. Here it is. Lead off single for Springer, the 1-2. Ben shoots one out toward right, Cole toward the corner, racing over. Near foul territory, reaches up, makes the catch, Springer's tagging, heading to second to throw a good
3: one, and they got him! What a throw by Cole Calhoun yet again! They're gonna take a look at it, obviously, but Cole Calhoun, I'll tell you what, give him a lot of credit. He has struggled at the plate, but in the defensive
2: side,
1: there isn't anybody playing better out in right field in Major League Baseball than Cole Calhoun. What a great play! Because I, I will say this: I think that play probably did save the game because you know that quickly got us went from no outs to two outs. Yeah, and then I think two more guys got on after that. Right, you know?
2: and so it goes from. A guy on first, no outs. Like you said, the two outs mm. where it could have easily been one out, a guy at second, second base. And, and the next guy gets a hit, hits, yeah. ties it. And, and especially for the lack of run support they got in that game, only scoring two runs Yeah. Um, against a good uh, – another Cole, Garrett Cole. Yeah. But
1: um, – oh, He only made a few mistakes too. Yeah. That's
2: it. So um,
1: – Yeah. You know, and Upton stays hot, man. He had a two-run shot. Was that
2: in that game? No, that was an RBI. Was no, he had – and I looked this up too Actually, because – Actually, that was the next game. Last, yeah. Last uh, eight games for the Upton, so including Tuesday night, um, eight games straight with an RBI. That's impressive. So in that eight-game stretch where he has at least one RBI, he's batting three seventy five home runs, thirteen RBIs, and now he leads the team right. with RBIs. And
1: here's here's a point that I'll bring up that I, you just saying that just brought it into my head. We got a guy in left field who is defensively lacking, but is at the plate producing, and we got in right, a guy in right field. Who is defensively a gem and is not lacking at the plate? So it's kind of like how it was. Trout the... balances everything. Yeah, out. exactly. Uh, but um, no, I mean, uh, great play by Calhoun's. Definitely, I would think saved that game and the Angels uh, went ahead, went on ahead and took two-one from the Astros. Now, last night, which was Tuesday the fifteenth, what an outing by Jaime Barria, going seven innings, four hits, one run, didn't walk anybody, and struck out seven. He was in total command of this game. Yeah, the it's off balance. His changeup is just nasty. He can place it where he wants to. He changes speeds very well. Uh, You know, uh, this was a game the Angels definitely should have won. Um, Again, we're going to go back to it here. The bullpen came in. Alvarez came in, only got one guy out. He gave up three hits on three runs in the eighth. Uh, But he only pitched pitched seven. Alvarez came in in the eighth and just kind of just it was one of those deals where he fell behind. Red, He had to throw a pitch to Reddick. Reddick hit it into the gap for a double. People are already calling for Mike Socia's head after that one. They were calling for his head before that anyway. Yeah. But um, I was talking to you earlier. I, I wrote it down here. I'm not sure if he's at 94 or 96 pitches, but they were talking about it on the broadcast, uh, Gooby and, and Victor, talking about how, you know, Mike Socia likes to say, you know, third time around the lineup and, and all that stuff, and Gooby was saying how at, at some point you got to just let a guy go because when he's grooving, he's grooving. Um, especially with the bullpen being the way it is, I kind of I would have liked for Berea to come out and at least throw, put him on like if he was at ninety six pitches, you say he gets to 106, 10 more pitches, and then you go from there. Um, because if he gets this one guy out, and this is hindsight, I know it's totally hindsight, um, uh, he goes in there and gets one guy out, Reddick who hit the double then that totally changes the whole dynamic of just not the ending, but the game. Um, So, but it's easy for me to sit here and was it armchair quarterback, but it's, you know, it's damned if you do damned, if you don't, because if then, if you do leave him in and it blows up, people are going to say, why didn't they take him out? Why didn't they put in Anderson or whatever? Um, But this was just a tough game to lose because Berea pitched so well.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was a tough game to lose. Um, I don't get too caught up in results as far as when you, when I'm trying to make a judgment on, was that a good call or a bad call? I try not to get caught up in um, results just because like you said, if it's a bad result, it's a bad idea. If it's a good result, everyone thinks Great it's idea. awesome. Yeah. So my mindset behind it. Yeah. I kind of get what you're saying. The 96, but when he brought in Alvarez and especially Alvarez in that situation, I had no problem with it. If If they would have lost that game, I would have been fine with it. If they would have won. I would have been fine with it because if you look at the situation, Jaime Berea was at 96 pitches, 21, 21, 21 years old. You just had your quote-unquote starter go on the – or closer, sorry, go on the DL for a torn um, elbow tendon not two days later or two days earlier. Um, you have Alvarez coming in, which before that game, Alvarez was at a 1.45 ERA, and opponent, opponents were only hitting 206 on him. So it wasn't like he brought in a – end-of-the-bullpen guy to get those final – well, not even the final outs, just get the eighth inning. It would have been very easy for him to get the eighth inning out and then maybe bring in a Johnson or maybe even um, bring in an, uh, um, an Anderson for that ninth inning. So I have no problem with it. Yeah, it blew up in in the Angels' face, which is fine. I mean, every team's going to have that kind of a game. The Angels are going to have another one of those games. Astros are going to have – I mean, what happened last night isn't necessarily – Specific to just the Angels. And I know a lot of Angel fans thinks it is because they don't watch other games when other teams are playing, um, but it's not. It's just baseball. So I don't really have a problem with, with him making the move because, like I said, I look at the situation. I look at the move regardless of the outcome. Was it a good move or a bad move? Because, again, like you said, damned if you, damned if you don't. Yeah. You brought in a guy that had a 1.47 ERA to pitch the eighth inning. I, I'll take that tomorrow yeah. if they do it. Who
1: else are you going to put in there? Right. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those deals where it is – I mean, I, I'm looking at it in hindsight. Like, oh, well, he he's at 96 pitches. He could have gone 10 more, one more guy. Uh, again, armchair quarterbacking. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. And we can stay here and argue about or be upset about how, like, oh, no, he should have done this. He should have done that. But it, does, it doesn't get anything else done. Um, so, you know, the Angels lose yesterday. So tied up 1-1 against the Astros here in the three-game set. But today Verlander's going up against Richards as we speak, as we're recording. Verlander is Verlander, so um, hopefully the offense can pull through and do something here. But, um, I mean, that was a week in review there. Um, I know we're a day early, uh, but, you know, that's what, six games that they played six, right there? yeah.
2: So they, were, they went three and three, again, taking two out of three from – or, no, two out of two out of four from the Twins, and then right. one and one so far with the Astros.
1: And then we got four against Tampa Bay here, and I looked up earlier. I think we we're nine and five for the month of May. So, right. you know. And yeah,
2: I, twenty. I mean, twenty again. You hate to lose those close games against the Twins, yeah. yeah the Ashes, sucks, but, but you're still at the end of the day. There are twenty five and seventeen. Which, right. Um, if you were to tell a Angel fan at the beginning of the year that right. this is what your record's going to be halfway through May, you would take, I'll take it, it. You don't care how the wins, I'll or how take the losses, it. how the losses went.
1: And then last year, I felt like we were just in an uphill battle to get to five hundred all exactly, year yeah. long. Exactly. Like we were never. I don't think we were ever three games For over five hundred uh, all last year. Uh, So, all right, so that was our weekend review. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we're going to get a word from our sponsors. And uh, after the break, we'll get into the poll questions and we'll get into the um, the listener emails and all that great stuff. We'll break down. We'll break down the happenings in Angel Land, too, as well. We'll talk about things that uh, we kind of want to get off. I got a few things I want to get off my chest, but um, do you
2: know what really grinds my gears? Yeah,
1: my grind, the grinds my gears segment of the All Angels podcast. No, anyway, <laughs> no, we can, we can, we can really get into that if we wanted to, but man, that's a whole different, uh, three hour podcast. Yeah, That's, that's a whole different podcast. All right, guys. We a word from our sponsors. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for groom, goon, beard, and body care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did, and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groomgoon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it; go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com, and at checkout use discount code Catfish the Goon, all one word, Catfish the Goon, and receive fifteen percent off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it.
3: We're the punks! We're the punks! We're the, we're the, we're the punks! We're the punks! We're the, we punks! We're 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 punks! This is Hook Vicious.
1: Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. I'm Trent Rush. You're listening
2: to the All Angels podcast. Big
1: shout out to Trent Rush for that. Big shout out for to Trent Rush for that uh, shout out, man. Thanks, Trent. Um, also, I want to quickly uh, want to talk to you guys about uh, the Alley Cat SoCal. Go on the Alley Cat SoCal at BigCartel.com. Check out all their uh, products there. Their li- uh, line of clothing and uh, their uh, slick cat pomade. If you guys need a little pomade for your hair, slick cats and stuff that you need to use. And also um, through Alley Cat SoCal, you can check out the Think Tank studio where Bobby, the owner and proprietor of Alley Cat SoCal, also is a tattoo artist. So if you guys need hooked up with um, some tattoos, go to, go to uh, Bobby underscore Thanks, T-H-I-N-K-S, Bobby underscore T-H-I-N-K-S. You can check out all the work that he's done. He's actually done my angels tattoo, and he's done my, my wife's uh, big floral piece that she has on her arm. Um, you'll see it on there if you guys check it out, but give them a follow. All right, so want to get into the poll question, Dan?
2: Yeah, so um, for people that don't know, we have a Twitter and Instagram at Halo underscore Haven, so check it out. Um, Every Monday I try to put on a poll question to talk about uh, on the podcast, and it could be something just random. It could be something um, about what happened during the week or something that's coming up, but anyways... We went to Angels Fiesta this weekend. Me and my fiance um, checked it out. They had a lot of um, alumni players there. Like you had um, Mark Langston, you had Adam Kennedy, um, you had Chuck Finley there. So I started just thinking: once players leave the Angels, it could be because for retirement, or it could be traded, signed free agents. But do you still follow them on your uh, social media accounts? And so the poll came back. It was easy: just yes or no. 59 percent said yes and 41 percent said no
1: wow that was pretty pretty close that's
2: pretty close yeah
1: um I'll go ahead and answer this one first I answered no uh well
2: see if I looking back at it being an armchair quarterback right. I probably would have put more detail in it, yeah yeah but you, damn yeah. Twitter only gives you right. our American characters but my whole idea about <laughs> yeah. it was
1: on, on social media yeah
2: and you know you see guys that are were on the team maybe last year or a couple right, of years ago that right. are gone do you still follow them and stuff like that? That's, right. that's my that was, idea. My idea. I mean, obviously you're going to follow still like the Salmons, the, the, right, Vlads, right. the, the, the players, key, the marquee players. Right. But do you still follow Gentry? Do
1: you still no. follow Victorino? Uh,
2: Victorino? Do you still follow? Well, you um, now this, this you know, one, this something like that. Well, yeah,
1: you got to follow you now. Gucci, baby. Um, Fashion. Yeah. Gucci gang, baby. Um, here's the thing. Like I, di- I didn't r- read the question hundred percent. When you said follow, I like, I don't follow them. Like once they're gone, Because, you know, I I do try to watch as many Angel games as I can, but I'm not up to date on roster movements and who's playing on what team um, unless they're playing against Angel. And I'm like, oh, there's – what's his name? Oh, he was in the Angels last year. You guys know me. I know. Random. Random. Like, oh, Gregorio Patek. Yeah, he played for the Angels a few years back. You guys are like, what? No, he didn't. I'm like, yeah, he did. Um, You're thinking the other – Yeah. (laughs) But um, I really – once they're gone with the Angels, unless they're a marquee guy, I really don't care what they do. You know, I think a lot of people invest their time – and like, oh, he went to Dodgers? F that. Like, I don't even care. Like, there's a lot of Angels fans out there. And I'm sorry if I'm calling you guys out. But, oh, I'm okay do with it. us losing. I'm okay with us losing today because the Dodgers lost. I don't care what the Dodgers mm-hmm. do. I, the only time I care what the Dodgers do is when they play the Angels. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think a lot of people.
2: That's more, yeah. That ri- quote-unquote yeah. route ri- is more fan rivalry it than it is a, dude, an it actual That's like a on whole, the field. We can rivalry. do a
1: whole podcast mm-hmm. on that. Um, but once they're gone from the Angels, I really like a Gia Vitella or – Guys like that, I just street. yeah, I really don't care unless it's like you said. Like, if Mike Trout were to leave the Angels, I'm not going to hope that he doesn't. I would, I would still follow him.
2: See, I don't think I would just because. Uh, I, no, no, no! I'm just saying, I'm not saying I wouldn't after him after, <laughs> after the fact, but no, because I am very much like I am loyal to the team, right. and I, and oh, I realize that people yeah. leave all the time, so. When Toy Hunter retired or when Toy Hunter left, whatever, I was like, Oh, okay, cool and all right, well, that's Toy Hunter. I'm like, Okay, cool. Yeah, it but did. you know like yeah, I, I get you it. you realize his main years were yeah, he was good with the Angel, but his main years were in Minnesota and and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not too caught up in a certain player. Like if Trout ends up leaving for whatever reason, okay, cool, that's his prerogative. I'm not gonna be like I hate him. Screw him. Yeah, I'm not gonna be like I hate him, but I'm not gonna be like, Oh, let me see where you're doing on a weekend off and right. New York, yeah, like I'm not gonna to to care that. about that.
1: Well, you know, like the whole social media thing, like I think it'd be just I, I don't, I wouldn't want to. I'm too lazy to go and look for him and then take him <laughs> off. <laughs> no, but, I, I
2: was like, Oh, I'm still following this guy. Yeah, okay, I can unfollow him that's here. happened.
1: I, I just recently unfollowed Shane Victorino and I forgot I was following him because he tweeted something out. And I'm like, What the heck? And like, I care, yeah, so whatever. But as far as following them when they go to another team and making sure that I still, oh, I'm still a fan of his. No, once they're done with the angels, I'm like, well, Whatever, it is what it is. You know, does the curator want to speak on this one?
0: On the other hand, I follow all of them. I just saw a G Man Choi post yesterday. Oh my god, G <laughs> He's Man. He's playing in I don't even know where he was playing, but they they won, they walked it off or something, they're celebrating in the locker room, still following him, following all those guys. So um yeah. Uh, Tory Hunter every day gives us a uh, nice little Bible verse. Yeah, I see that. So, I I see mean, that. I, yeah, I'm also down following all those guys, even though they were with the team. I wouldn't follow uh, Craig Gentry though.
1: Yeah, see, you follow the marquee guys. We I told was you his life. I I forgot about Gentry. To be honest with you, that's probably a guy you guys would have stumped me on. So, all right, that's that. You know, like like Dan said, our poll questions aren't necessarily like, you know, what do you guys what happened? should social pulled them after the fifth yeah, inning. Yeah, does social need to be fired? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that one's a whole different monster.
0: And I did see on Instagram that Johnny G Vitella did get married recently, so
1: congratulations. Oh, there's going to be a lot of sad female fr- uh I don't think my girlfriend
2: knows that. I think that might be a good thing for me because I don't want to worry about it. Oh,
1: man. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one. Johnny G Vitella. All right, so there's some things that we kind of want to some, – some points that I want to touch on before we move on to, like, listener questions, Dan. Uh, Calhoun continues to struggle at the plate. <clears throat> um. Actually, there's a question about that. Yeah. I'll get to that one later. We'll, we'll get to that later. Maldonado's heating up. You were like, I don't think he's heating up. And I'm like, no, nah, dude. I went back and looked. He was eight for his last four <laughs> Holy shit, he is. Um, that's something that we definitely needed from him because, you know, we don't expect much from the catcher's position. Like, we really don't. If you can catch, uh, be def- uh, defensive Brock back there and then call and a great is. game, yep. then I'm cool with you batting fucking 200. Excuse me, language. Batting 200 and, and hitting two home runs. I'm cool with that. Right. But Maldonado um last year hit 14 home runs batted like 250 something that's great.
2: Yeah, I think though too he is I I think the Angels are hoping for him to sustain it longer cuz if you look at his back at the end of the year stats he did take a little a little right. a little right. step he, down so I think with him taking more days, I think he's pretty much almost as many days off this year so far than he did all of last year. Well,
1: that that has to do with having a guy like Rene Rivera. Yeah, and that's only going to help a
2: Maldonado in the long time. run when it comes into yeah. August and September. That
1: that's big because when Maldonado's out of the lineup, you don't miss much cuz Rene Rivera is equally as good at the plate. Right. He hit a home run last last night against Garrett Cole, that went a mile. And uh he's just as good defensively. I mean, no, maybe right. just yeah. just a hair, you know, less of a better player than him behind the plate, but not not by by much. But Maldonado heating up is only going to do good things for the lineup because the bottom of that lineup, if Maldonado can get you a hit here and there and drive in a run, it's we'll take it. You know, right?
2: And his average is up already from what it was last year too. So yeah, um, again, you're looking for any kind of production. He has him in that ninth hole. Uh, Solishia does so if he can just get um, be able to flip that lineup every once in a while to the top of the lineup and put himself in position to get on base, get with, uh, in scoring position, and have um, whoever's leading off, whether it's Trout or, or Cozart or whoever, um, hit him in. I think that's what you look for with the with your catcher hitting out of the ninth spot.
1: For sure. And then the other thing I wanted to touch on, and then one more thing before we get into this and the questions, Upton is staying hot. Yes. Man, there was a stretcher at the beginning of the year where we are like, oh, my God, why is he why is he batting in the <laughs> third hole? Holy crap, you know. And he has turned it around. You threw out some numbers just a few minutes ago on him about you know what an RBI in the last eight games, last
2: eight games straight. Yep,
1: that is an amazing. That's that's a pretty darn good feat. Like eight RBIs in eight games. Like you're driving in a run every game.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, it's not even that. It's it's tw- it's fifth or no, where is it? Thirteen RBIs in eight games. So, wow. not only is he getting, and a lot of those uh, RBIs are like the game winning RBI or. He has an RBI, yeah. So in like in a two-one game, he's responsible for one of those RBIs. In a five or in a fourth uh, seven-four, he's responsible for two RBIs there. For the Otani uh, day, at Mother's Day two-one win, he's responsible for the for that RBI for an yeah. RBI there. So uh, they're also coming in at very key uh, times in the game.
1: Yeah, and and the power numbers are there. The doubles are there. So the you know he's hitting home runs. He went in a stretch where he hit like. What, three, two-run home runs? Yeah, he hit
2: a home run on Thursday. I think he hit one on The day Friday, we were there. Friday, yeah. and I, then he hit another one. Sunday. Um, no, it wasn't Sunday. Uh, I think it was last night. It was last Tuesday night. night. He, last hit, a, night, he yeah. hit another home run.
1: So uh, we've already talked about it. I think you brought up the stat when we were at the game. He's the first angel with 10, more than 10, first angel left Lefielder. fielder. What, 10 or more home runs since Vernon Wells? Something like in that. In 2012? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was 2012. They didn't say who – because it's like one of those things that you get on, on Twitter or whatever, an mm. update. And Yeah, they didn't say who it was, but they said, yeah, first yeah, – I think it
1: was Vernon Wells. First
2: somewhere. left fielder to hit 10 home runs. Or was it
1: Josh Hamilton hit more than 10 home runs in a season for he us? I think so, at least 10, but I think but Chris was a big fan of Josh Hamilton. He should, He would know. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so one thing I want to talk about here, and yeah, it's not written down, but it's something I had in the back of my mind. We're talking about the bullpen. And here's here's my. This is what really grinds my gears, guys. Um, Get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, we're looking at this team, and we're you know I I I think I can speak for three of the three of us that we're we're pretty confident this team can make the playoffs with you know one of the wild card spots. They definitely have the the lineup to do it. Um, but if you look at every team that has even won a World Series or has even been a frontline contender for a World Series championship. Or even just a playoff team, you look at the back end of their bullpen, and they have they have at least two guys that are guys that can come in and shut a game down. You know, uh, the Angels don't have that, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But well,
2: the Astros didn't have that last year, though. Giles was but, not, didn't but, play at all in the World Series. But
1: they had they had guys that they, that were starters like in Charlie Morton. Well, yeah, but and, you, then yeah.
2: if you get to that point, you have a. Smaller rotation, you could put a Skaggs or a well. Or, or well, or a I think Skaggs. I
1: think Skaggs would definitely be in well, the if rotation. You top, if, but, if you had a top three, yeah.
2: well would you? I mean, uh, if you're that deep in the playoffs, you're only going to go to a three, maybe a four man rotation. Right, and you would definitely have Richard right. Otani, and what Haney, Skaggs, Berea. So, two of those guys are going to be in your right. bullpen guys. But
1: here's the deal with this: is a 21 years old. Um, but
2: see, they might want to do that because if his innings are yeah. up by then, put him in the bullpen. Well,
1: it, if they put him in the bullpen later in the season, yeah, then that sets him up for being a bullpen guy. But if you're going to start him all year long and then wow. put him, put,
2: watch Boston did or not Boston uh, raised it that was David Price when he was coming up.
1: Yeah, but but again, they had a they had a closer in that in that rotation in the uh, back end of that bullpen when they went to the World Series. Um, in case in point: not every team, but most teams. Have a guy that you can count on to come out of the bullpen and go, oh, you know, oh, lights out, game's over. I, the Angels don't have that at all. I mean, let's be realistic. I love Anderson's arm, but he's a young guy. So you're counting on guys to kind of want to kind of overachieve a bit and get you, you know, saves out of the bullpen. Jim Johnson, I actually like Jim Johnson as, as our closer. This is a guy who has been pitching well for the Angels so far. Had back to back 50 safe seasons. So he's a proven guy. I like him at the back end. Uh, missing Keenan now, this is going to be crucial because I was hoping that he'd be the guy that would develop into that lights out closer guy. And I think he was getting there because um, we were using him as our closer. Um, you know, he was being used to save games there before he got hurt. So I was hoping he'd be that guy to develop into that. And I for sure thought he would be. Now, here's the thing that I wanted to, to point out, though. The fact that you look in that bullpen and you don't see a Holland, or you don't see a, what's it Kim Krimble? What's his name? Krimble. Whatever. Yeah, but Holland's not
2: even the closure anymore. Oh, but that's Norris true. Is, so it's not like Norris. nothing is. See, this, this is how I feel about closures. Just, in, just to put it out there, mm-hmm. so overrated. Unless you have a like three, like a top three dudes, I think they're overrated. Right. I think you you necessarily. Yeah, it helps if you have one of those guys, but I don't think it's necessary to have one of those guys. I think yeah. it's I think it's necessary to have guys that want the ball in key situations regardless if they're a reliever or a starter. Right. Um and regular season performance has nothing to do with that.
1: Well, here right? well, here's my here's my thing with that. Like I'm not I'm I don't necessarily think the Angels need a closer or anybody needs a closer, but you need to have I think when you get to a situation where you're going to battle for a playoff win, you got to have the confidence in the bullpen, you got to have the confidence in a guy that can get you. Like Joe Smith for the Angels was one of those guys years ago where you gave him the ball and you felt comfortable with him coming out. You're like, oh, cool, here comes Joe Smith. Oh, we're going to get somebody in there that's going to, you know, whatever. A proven and, but, relief uh, pitcher.
2: And and me being naive and not knowing Joe Smith before he came to the Angels, but was he that guy before that? Or was he a B-level guy they picked up in a trade that turned into an A-level um, result guy once he got with the angels
1: if you guys go on uh i think it's still archived on la angel com. i'm plugging la com here but um I had mentioned before <laughs> before we had signed him that that was a guy we needed to get i always saw him as a uh, as a guy out of the bullpen that can get guys out and he just came to the angels and continued to do what he was doing in Cleveland so i he was to me he was a lot of people didn 't know who he was because he played in Cleveland um, but I, I had looked at his numbers and I had seen him pitch before. I'm like, man, this guy's good. Another guy that the Angels had in the rotation it wasn't necessarily a closer, but it was a guy like Scott Shields who can come in and get guys out. So I'm not necessarily speaking about a closer or a lights-out guy, but a proven dude that can come in and you you kind of like Petit was kind of that guy for us last year.
2: But, again, who saw him being that no, guy? No, no, you
1: didn't see him being that guy. But if you look at the Angels' uh, bullpen right now and you say, oh, man, no, this is the point that I'm getting to. I'm kind of. Going off topic, speaking about this, but I don't think the bullpen's bad because if you look at the bullpen, they've saved us in a lot of games. So now, I guess my whole point—I to make us a, a long story even longer. I guess um, the the bullpen to me right now um, has kind of been the saving grace, as it was last year too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're just totally being overused at the beginning of the year. Now that I'm worried that they're just getting totally overused right now, and we're not going to be able to see guys like Justin Anderson. Maybe he'll be worn out by the time we get to September. A guy like uh, we already Keenan's already down. Um, a guy like Cam Bedrosian continues to struggle. Um, and there was a there was a listener question about you know do the Angels go out and get arms at the trade deadline? Man, I
2: I, I don't think you mortgage what you have built no, in I, the past. Three years in the minor league no. system for something that might or might not happen if, with a reliever.
1: If it's somebody you can get for nobody, of course, you're going to go out and get them. But I wouldn't give up a Joe Dow I wouldn't give up uh, Griffin Canning for uh, a closer. You do, I, I don't think you do that. But I'm just concerned and I'm just upset a little bit at the Angels fans talking about how, how they're saying that our bullpen is garbage when it's not. It's clearly not. If you look at the numbers, it's that bullpen to me is, is overachieving and you got to cut them some slack a little bit.
2: Yeah, our, our starting the starting pitching at the beginning of the year was garbage, and that kind of what hurt the bullpen now. Kind of like what I said earlier in the podcast, it, it, the Angels were taking body shot after body shot after body shot using those relievers in the fifth inning or fourth inning, and now it, it's the time of point where it's catching up with them. And then now do you have to wait for the tra- trade deadline to make a move somewhere, or do you just kind of hope that um, – The starting pitching kind of continues to go seven innings. You throw an eight inning in there every once in a while. You're able to only use two relievers per night, ideally, and let them get the rest that way. Or do you use the minor league system and just start rotating dudes? And when they're in Salt Lake, you're not doing anything but an inning every two days or three days because they can control that more so down there because – yeah, you like to see Salt Lake win, but it's not exactly the most important thing in the or, uh, Angels organization if they do. Um, so, you know, they could do stuff with the roster. They could do stuff on – they could put guys on the quote-unquote 10-day DL with arm stiffness and then give them 10 days off and not have to worry about burning a um, an option. Right. So Dodgers did that a lot last year with some of their starting pitchers where um, I think they had the most DL standpoint by pitchers in, in major league, but none of them were serious. It was just like, all right, we need you to take a couple days extra off. So we'll put you on day 10 to DL won't burn an option on, on another guy and you'll come back and you'll be fine. So there's a lot of things they can do that kind of will write the ship, but they're like, like we said, they're in a great position right now where they're 25 and 17 uh, for the season. And, and they're not like they have to get, just get themselves out of a hole that they dug in the first month of the year.
1: Right. Right. And so, Basically, the the gist of the bullpen to me is, cut them some slack a little bit. I understand that. It, it, you we're 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 concerned when it's a one run lead, only because these guys are all very you know, uh, inexperienced. So, but you got to look at the games where they came in four and two thirds and held the, that team down to a run throughout the rest of the game and allowed us to win the game. So, you guys need to cut the bullpen a little bit of slack. Everyone's so quick to jump on Epper saying, "Oh, you knew that the bullpen was a problem, and you didn't go and get anybody." You know, it's just cut them some slack a little bit, man. They've they've kept us in more games than the games they've actually blown. Yeah,
2: and look and look at the guys that were available. I mean, the big free agent guys, and like like I said, Greg Holland is not even a closer anymore. He has a uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, he's with St. Louis now. Has a fi- four point seven six ERA. So I'm sure if they spent big money and lost out on draft picks because of that, that would have been a whole nother situation where why would you sign them? You overpaid and blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
1: So anyway, Roy, that's going to do it for my Grinds of Gear segment of the All Angels Podcast. You um, can go home happy now. I know, right? Okay, so now let's get into some listener questions. We've got a new email listener or a new listener who emailed his name is Matt Black, and his comment is, knowing the Rays are coming into town this weekend, all I can think about is CJ Crone, and the feeling in my gut of him being successful against his former team. Do you feel we should have gotten more back in return for the Crone trade? I, I honestly do, but... It was a situation where Crone where was in – Crone only plays one – he's a first baseman. That's yeah, all he he's is. A,
2: he was the odd man out yeah. when they signed Otani. And it's, and don't think for a second the other GMs in, the, in Major League Baseball didn't know that. So they were going to lowball the Angels oh, no anyways doubt. just no because, doubt. like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Option them yeah. and DFA them and lose them for nothing? right. right. So – the Angels were in a hard spot with Crone. Right. I'm sure if they had their way, and if it was like a 30 man roster or whatever, they probably would have kept them. Right. Um, but for what he did as a single position kind of guy, um, and they needed versatility. If they're going to, if he's going to be on the bench, then you need to play two or three yeah. positions. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's doing good right now. He's uh, batting 288, ten home runs, 26 RBI's. That's pretty good. But as we know, Crone is hot and cold. Now, if he stays hot, he's gonna be a really good player. There's no I doubt just, about it.
1: I just don't see him being. Everyone sees him being a 30, 35 form. He's not that guy. To me, he's right. not. I'm sorry. He's not
2: consistent enough. To, I no. mean, he has the the, the skill set to do it, but he's not consistent uh,
1: enough to do meh, it. Man, I've never thought of the guy as a great prospect. I I,
2: well, I, I thought I, just because of consistency, he would never reach that. But I think if he was, mm, mm, when he got on the top streaks and he was like, wow, this is what he can do. Well, yeah, do, when, he,
1: when he got hot, he got hot. That's no what I'm doubt. saying.
2: Like, when he's at his best, then right. yeah. But the best is two up and down to where he will yeah. probably never get, like you said, a 30 yeah. 35 home run kind of guy. Two, yeah. But um, again, he's 28 years old. So he's a little you know, on the older side. He's on the older side. And they were able to trade for Luis uh,
1: Refugio. Refugio, thank yeah, you. He's I, with the 66ers. Yeah, he's 66ers right now. He's, he's a good little like, uh, he's middle a tw- infielder.
2: Yeah, he's playing shortstop right now. He's mm. 21 years he's old. He's pretty good. I've seen him play. Um, batting 298, two home runs, 15 RBIs. Little guy. So, Little utility. Again, they got something for him, which is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely something they did for the long haul, for the long play of it. Not, ne- right. not necessarily something that's going to help the team out now or even probably next two years. Right. But, but it, again, for Crone, yeah, being the odd man out and being, not having a spot on the roster, there's really nothing else the Angels could have, have done.
1: And so many people are, 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 like, comparing his numbers to Valbuena and Martes. We don't do that because really what happened was we signed Otani. So yeah, that's actually what he's happened. He's the reason why yeah. he
2: got bounced was Otani. It not. was
1: Otani. Yeah. Um, so who would you rather have right now, Otani or C.J. Crone? Because people are getting kind of, oh, he's a first baseman. This matches numbers with with Valbuena's, and Valbuena's not doing bad actually. Um uh, playing what three days a week maybe? Yeah, um, and then even too, so. if you,
2: if you look at it, um, Valbuena also is is contributing more so too with uh, playing third base when need yeah. be. Um, he's not again kind of like what we were saying if you're gonna be a bench player or you're gonna be a um, platoon guy you've got to be able to play more than more than one position you got to be able to you play have to. you have to you know so it's,
1: where does where does CJ Crone fit in at first base right right so now?
2: you wouldn't he wouldn't play when Otani's DHing because you're gonna put Albert there right and then even if um Albert dHs you can you could put him there, but, then, but you're, then you would have to send down either Valbuena or Marte. But then and you're again, not,
1: Marte would have been DFA'd. DFA'd. And then Luis gets can, paid too much to. Well,
2: that and also, too, if Cozart or someone needs a day off, they can slide him yeah. to third base. And so he's still in the rotation.
1: Yeah.
2: With Crone, it would have been an all or nothing kind of either he plays first base or he doesn't play at all because he's not DHing. No,
1: no, he's not. So. Um, but again, to me, CJ Crone was never a guy I was high on. I only see him as a maybe 15 to 20 home run guy, batting maybe 250 to 260, maybe driving in 65 RBIs, which is a good player. But I just never seen, seen him as a 35 home run guy like a lot of people do. Sorry. <laughs> Next question is from Duncan Healy. He said, Wow, what a tough loss last night. And that's Barilla's, uh Sad that Berea's performance didn't get him a W. Do the angels look to acquire both? But that's what we, we kind of touched on right now, so we won't get into that. He says, "P.S. The curator M.I.A. Hope to hear from you soon." So, if you've been listening to this podcast, you already heard the curator on the mic. So, <laughs>
2: um,
1: next question is from Mike Vigil. So, fire Socia, Uh How quickly people turn. I understand a lot of people are angry about. I understand a lot of people are angry about what a lot of people are angry about. But if we fire Sosha, who can we get that will be an upgrade? Really. Let's be realistic. It's one of those deals where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Yeah, I've said this before on podcasts before where who do we get if we fire Socha? Like, who's an improvement? You're going to go with a guy maybe in Josh Paw who's our bench coach, but you're going to go through learning curves. You know, you'd uh. be ready to get some... You know, we're not going to get a Francona. We're not going to get a Joe Madden. They're locked up under contracts the, right now. The
2: big name out, not I guess not a big name, but the name that people Austin. do. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is in the organization. He is a special assistant to the owner or a special assistant right. to the GM or something along those lines. And so he would be the natural natural fit in. Like, regardless of what happens, I don't think social's is losing his job. I mean, if you look at the – No, he won't the, get fired. No. Um, and you can't really blame Socio in the last two years before this season because of the injuries and – I mean, if you listen to a lot of people that follow baseball and follow the team, um, would say that those were probably his best coaching years. Just being able to put yeah, in a lineup especially with especially last year, with all these injuries and and bullpen and and rotation issues. So I don't think Sosha is in any kind of danger at all. But the only name you can th- realistically put out there would be Brad Ausmus. I mean, half the Detroit Tigers is on the Angels, anyways. <laughs> it seems like right now.
1: So the Detroit Tigers, uh, yeah.
2: So. um you know, if if Brad Ausmus comes and steps in for maybe Social wants to retire, wants to step away for whatever reason, I think that's probably be the only way the Angels could realistically
1: go. Yeah, I don't see them firing him unless it goes completely downhill fast, and the Angels are too good of a team for that to happen. Uh, next one, next email comes from Rob Lastings. He says, "Sounds like the curator's a busy guy." Uh, great show as always guys audio quality does sound a lot better. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad you guys like the audio quality We're both on separate mics now um, So we're able to lounge a little bit more lean back in our chairs be a little more comfortable so uh, I'm sure you guys will get this question a lot, but how does the Cal- How does Calhoun stay in the lineup? His batting has Just been in- atrocious. I get it. He's a great outfielder But his failures at the plate far outweigh his defensive prowess, right? Daniel, you want to care to touch on that it, one a little bit? It
2: does, but then it doesn't because then that's fine. Like any kind of argument someone wants to have where we should put player X out and I'm like, okay, cool. So who's going to be the guy to fill it in? You know, it's easy to sit here. Oh, take him out, take him out. Well, then who are you going to slide in there? Because realistically, who are you going to slide in there? You're not going to slide in a, I mean, I know people love them. They're not going to slide in a, a Eric young. You're not going to slide into Chris Young because offensively, yeah, they might be a little better than Calhoun, and I mean little better right now. But defensively, they're nowhere near the level he can. He, I mean, you you seen it or you you heard our clip? You watched you've watched enough of the games. You see it. I mean, he leads the or he's tied with uh, with Josh Reddick with Josh Reddick for six assists in uh, from the outfield in the Major League Baseball. I mean, he has two double plays. He plays right field and he has two double plays. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's I mean, amazing.
2: so um offensively, you still kind of hope that he comes around, but if you want to take him out, great, but just tell me who you're going to put in that's going to do either one of his jobs as well as he does.
1: Yeah, that's a a tough one. I mean, I understand the frustration with him at the plate right now. It seems like he goes up there and he's done. Um, So, I hope he turns it around. I don't think that Calhoun, again, I don't think Calhoun is a great offensive player, but he's always been really consistent, and we need that we need that from yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, if he can get up to you know, even. 250, 240. At this point, you would take 240 in a heartbeat. 240 with 15 home runs. Yeah, I mean, 50 I mean it, it's
2: still possible. Um, you know, it, it, he's batting 161. I mean, Kinsler's batting 207, and no one really cares because he's Kinsler. <laughs> yeah. um, but again, the, those guys are kind of there for their defensive um, performances more than anything else offensively you you hope with trout otani upton simmons um, pool holes you hope that's enough to um, put some wins together and you hope defensively behind them you're able to put some confidence in your pitchers to know that better defensive players are out there because if you do take calhoun out now is a pitcher's mindset going to change like man if i hit if they hit the ball to right field anywhere along that line he's not going to get to it or You know, he's not going to, this guy's not going to lay out for a ball like Cole would. So um, I think you have to leave him in there and you have to hope he works his way out of it because until he just seems to start making air out of after air, I think you just have to keep him there.
1: Yeah, for sure. uh, Rob also finishes this with saying, Hope to see you guys soon at the Big A. When is the next Halo Haven tailgate?
0: Good question you ask. Uh, we we're, we've talked about it today, but the next tailgate will be June second. That will be the Albert Pullholz three thousand hit bobblehead night. So that's a kind of a fitting day to uh, celebrate and meet some of our listeners under the big A. Uh, that's one of the ba- the the greatest things about doing all this. It's not about you know getting you know putting a voice on the. You know, on the kinda airwaves and the like interwebs it. and all that stuff. It's actually getting to meet the people that are listening. Uh, To us in their homes, on their on their way to work, and all that stuff. So uh, we're planning that. So um, right now, I was actually checking out Texas Rangers pinatas online while the guys are talking. So maybe we can incorporate that. We'll do a special giveaway. We usually kind of cater that to um, the occasion. So maybe probably something pull holes
1: holes, three thousand,
0: and also the rally bus will be under the big A. So you can go hang out in there. I know you heard a lot of hype about it, so you can come out and see the real thing. Some photo ops and all that. All that fun stuff. So, I hope to see you out there.
1: Yeah, if you guys haven't been to a Halo Haven tailgate, uh, we got like a, with like a photo booth backdrop with the, and a bus with the "Yes, We Can" in the background and the bus where you guys We have a bus through the turnstile, out the back, sit in Anaheim Stadium seats. That's not it. We have a bus. A bus. So come check it out June 2nd. We'll give you guys some more info. And actually, we'll probably like probably post something on the actual TheHaloHaven.com yeah, there's website.
2: A, yeah, so check it out, TheHaloHaven.com. We'll start posting uh, possible giveaways. We'll start posting um, you know, probably the times and all that stuff we're trying to get out there. Um, but definitely keep an eye out for that.
1: For sure. And then so our last question comes from Jason Kemp. He said, hey there, fellas. Just wanted to comment on Otani for a second. Am I the only one that thinks what he is doing is nothing short of amazing? The guy on the mound is super impressive, and he's equally impressive at the plate. It looks like he gets one or two hits a game. We really need to take that and really think about how amazing what we are watching truly is. We kind of were talking about that the other day. We're like, this freaking guy, like, I mean, to me, he's almost under the radar a bit. Like, I don't think people are really – kind of grasping what he's doing.
2: I think I go, I, I, the casual what saying. I think the casual fan doesn't. Yeah. I think if you, t- if yeah. you listen to ESPN, if you listen to Spock sports, if you listen to any kind of media outlets that are, are dedicated to baseball or have someone dedicated, they know all about it. They are, um, for people that say or were saying, Oh, the Angels don't get any press, the Angels don't get any blah blah blah, this and that, East Coast bias, then you haven't been listening to Jack this this season because every time um Angels get brought up, it's not, you know, so much Upton all eight game RBI streak. Oh, Trout, you know, being better than he's been the last three years. A lot of it's Otani. It's it's Otani's um you know, strikeouts. It's Otani's um, 342 average. It's, you know, it's stuff like that that is getting the the people talking as far as um, Angels baseball.
1: The guy doesn't play every day. He plays maybe three days a week Then pitches one day out of the week. Now, when he pitches, he's striking out 11 guys. And when he's at the plate, he's getting a hit or two a night. I mean, it's in- just incredible. And I agree with Jason Kemp 100%. It is amazing what he's doing. It truly is.
2: What, I mean, I heard this question, so I want to see what you think. Okay, forget of where the decimal place is put in these stats, but just the numbers um, as a whole. What do you think will be the better number, 342 batting average or three? what's his, what's his ERA right now, like 3.58? So which one will be higher at the end of the year? Man. His batting average. Again, don't worry about where the decimal place yeah. is. So you're looking at, you know, his ERA right now is 358. And his batting average
1: is three forty two. Bro, I would take him batting two eighty nine, so that his ERA would be two eighty nine. <laughs> um, I'll say that his uh, average, his ERA is going to be higher than his only one. because you know pitching, pitching is a lot. Oh God, I, I that's never mind. I don't want to say it's harder than hitting because there's a reason why I was a pitcher and <laughs> didn't hit very much. Um, no, because when you pitch, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Oh, but then you bat, see. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> you pitch against great hitters, and you bat against great pitchers, right? Right. Um, man, that's that's that a really tough question. I'll say his, only because it's really hard to bat over three hundred. It really is. If you bat three hundred, you're a great hitter, and so um, I'll say that his ERA will be higher than his man, just basing it on the fact that you know. What do you, you think is harder? And what it's pick? harder to to bat three hundred again. I would love for you know when you know. Trout bats you know 310 you know aside from the year where he batted 326 I mean he won an MVP batting 294 right so you know it's harder to bat 300 when when a guy like Mike Trout you know has to be Mike Trout to bat 300 uh that says a lot about the you know 300 batting average so I'll go with his ERA being a little higher where where do you stand on that
2: uh I I think it's ERA will be a little higher than it's bad. Just because right now I have that feeling everything's so new. Everything is so – we haven't seen it in in, yeah. in real time yet. But then we start facing the Astros for a third right, time. We right. start facing Seattle for a second time or New York for another time. Like right. I, I just feel the longer the season goes – I'm not saying he's going to get blowed up and, and his ERA is going to be like a five or anything like that. But I do feel – as the season goes on, a book will be written about Otani and his right. stuff, and players will be able to, um, you know, will be able to kind of change their mentality at the plate, mm-hmm. and and well, he might have a couple games where he struggles. I mean, right. he's a rookie after all, hey, we'll, so yeah, I'll I, take I mean, ten I, wins. You know, if he if he gets his ERA to like three and a half, and then his batting average is at like a 290, like you said. Oh, I mean, dude, you still take it, but I, yeah. I, seen I on the cake. Yeah, I, I would still take that, but like I said, I think his ERA will be higher than his batting average.
1: I seen on the – we said this. I We talked about this like when we signed Otani, I said, I seen on the cake anything he could do offensively. Anything he can do offensively is I seen on the cake. And, I mean, he's going be on that right and
2: now. I'm interested to see, too, because later on the season, if it does come down to a wild card position, and maybe it is – You know, within three or four games of that second spot or maybe even the first spot, but you definitely to get in where would they tone back his hitting to where now instead of pitching every seventh day, then maybe now. okay, we're not going to let you hit because we want you to pitch every sixth day and try to get him up more that way pitching wise. Mm. Or would it be vice versa? Would it be like we don't want you to pitch as often Uh, we might spend. Bot starts you here and there, but we want you to be the DH, yeah. you know, five times out of the week kind of deal. That's a
1: good question because six days out, of he the week, really whatever. does change the dynamic of that lineup too, especially with Calhoun struggling right now. Right,
2: you're 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 they're lucky enough to yeah. be able to have that kind of production there so, with with. I mean, he's pretty much picking up where Calhoun oh, left yeah. off. So um, you're hoping that Calhoun
1: better. like just breaks out of this and and becomes half the <laughs> Calhoun he was last year, right? Um, but again, like. Uh, having Otani in that lineup really does change the dynamic of this team. So I don't know. That's a, we'll have to just, that's a question that I'm going to have to answer when we get to that point. Cause right now I'm like, Oh man, I don't want to take him out of anything right now. Right. Yeah. You know? So anyway, um, with that being said, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. San, unless we got, you got something else you want to talk about, Dan? Uh, no, I am good. Right. Um, again, uh, big weekend
2: coming up. Um, Gonna hit the road. Well, you got the four home. The West They got the Rays coming in this weekend, and then again next Monday they have off, and then yeah, Toronto and then New York, and then Detroit. So it's gonna be a while before they're back at the Big A. Um, well, when they are, that's when we'll be there again for the, for the um, pool holes bobblehead and for the Halo Haven tailgate with our
1: bus, the bus, the bus, the Where rally bus. We have our shirts. I wore mine already. I wore mine the same day. Chris wore his. It was kind, was of, kind of, of creepy. Yeah, it was kind of weird.
2: I, and especially when you guys text me like the same time with your same shirt, <laughs> it was kind of like,
1: whoa. And we weren't together either. Yeah, we were, and that's
2: yeah. what made it even scary. Was it's a little. Thing.
1: <laughs> that's so, hilarious. But anyway, um yeah. Where can they follow us on? So, uh, aside from the dot com, which Chris is so uh, diligently putting together. There you um, go. You know?
2: Um, yeah. But besides the actual website, you can uh, go on Twitter you can go on Instagram at halo underscore Haven. Um, give us a follow. Um, again, we'll, I'll post the, the poll questions every Monday morning ish um, for that week uh, podcast. So look out for that um, again too, if you have questions, comments or anything, um, the easiest way, or the best way, I should say, to get a hold of us is the website or not the website, the email, podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's podcast at gmail.com. Um, questions, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, um, write a review, give us a write a little comment on there. Five star review, five star review. Anything less will be kicked out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um. No, but help us out. Honestly, though, uh, help us out on iTunes. The more reviews, the more ratings we get on there, the more, the wider our net is is, is thrown out. So yeah, we if, get pushed to like the
1: front of like right.
2: That. So if someone just types in baseball podcast, you know, whatever is the one that's getting the highest reviews, whatever is the ones getting the most reviews is going to be the ones that pop up first. So for you guys out there, if you guys um give us a review, you know star review, write a comment that helps us only um, grow. And that's what we're
1: trying to do for sure.
0: I got to jump on with some shameless uh, shout outs. G signs underscore apparel on Instagram. That's G signs underscore apparel on Instagram. Hooked us up with some sweet rally bus shor- shirts that we were just talking about. And also, um, Rake Baseball Company on Instagram hooked us up with that good vibes only halo shirt with a kind of like the.
1: Yeah, it's a cool shirt. Yeah, it's a
0: cool shirt with a little halo going around the hand. So check them out as well.
1: Awesome. Well, other than that, man, you guys know our sponsors. Go to Alley Cat SoCal the alley cat socal at bigcartel.com. check them out other than that man that's gonna wrap it up for us today uh we'll be back next week for another edition of the all angels podcast uh we'll we'll do the same thing week in review listener questions poll questions uh look out for the poll questions other than that it's gonna wrap it up i'm johnny mags i'm down Garcia and you have listened to another edition of the all angels podcast see you guys next week